0: The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533.
1: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community with your usual program to educating the general public on issues questions, and concerns, and all that you need to know about the religion of Islam. I am your host, Imam Ibrahim Fosin. This program is sponsored by the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, and for the new listeners, the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam. This community believes in the advent of the reformer of the age, in the person of His Holiness, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, who is also the promised Messiah of the age. The Ahmadiyya Muslim community is spread across over 200 countries and is a peace-loving religious community which rejects any form of violence against God's creation. Our motto is love for all and hatred for none. In the course of the program, if you wish to send in your question or concern, please do so via WhatsApp and the number is eight seven six two eight three nine five three three. Today on the program, we are looking at worship and for that matter, who should man worship? Worship is a very important aspect of our faith, and it is the means by which um, religious followers demonstrate the beliefs that they you know profess. so worship is the practical exhibition of what we claim to believe in, and it is something that almost all major religions agree on that someone somewhere ought to be worshipped. If you study most of the um, basic religions and the major religions, there is a general belief that the creator of the heaven and the earth is the one that um, worship is due to. However, um, also within the same major religions, there are several uh, factions of Um, you know, religious groups who might have um, diverted. And although having understood the need to worship somebody, the right person to worship always becomes, um, you know, an issue of contention. And um, today we are going to, you know, look at, is it God that has to be worshipped or Jesus or any other prophets um, that has to be worshipped? Of course, worship is important, but who should man worship? So who should man worship is the topic we are going to talk about. And I am joined by Imam Tariq Azim, President and Missionary in Charge of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community. Imam Tariq, As-salamu alaykum and welcome to our program.
2: Wa alaykum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of God be upon you and all the listeners.
1: Thank you very much uh, for joining us also today. As I said, worship is a very important you know, component in every religion. And it is the central point of most religions by which the creation shows utmost obedience to the creator. It is within almost all the major religions that worship is essential. However, as to who the worship is to be directed to has become, you know, an object of controversy. I want you to help listeners from the Islamic point of view. When we say worship, what are we talking about? And um, how is it done in Islam?
2: Worship, uh, as you mentioned, it is the you know basic, component of religion, not just Islam, but uh, all the major religions in the world. Worship of a supreme being, worship of God Almighty is the basic component of the religion. And what is worship? B- worship is basically serving God, serving God in a manner that we do not serve anyone else. The word serving is actually a very you know general term and we use it for assisting or helping anyone. We, we can use the term that we served him. Or we serve there for a while, but the word worship in Islam we exclusively use for God Almighty. So when we say, uh, you know, worshiping God, it means serving, but serving in a manner that we do not serve anyone else. Okay, and uh, you know, in according to Islam, uh, basically every act of a believer is a form of worship, whatever he does, if he does it for the pleasure, for the sake of God Almighty it becomes a form of worship, and he will be rewarded for that. However, in this context that we are discussing today, that is praying, worshipping in the sense of praying, um, Muslims pray five times daily. And this is uh, you know, that spiritual worship or physical worship, which has a significant spiritual importance in our faith. And as I mentioned, Muslims pray five times a day, And these prayers are divided throughout the day. One is uh, before the sunrise, one is right away, right after, right in the afternoon, one is in the late afternoon, and then one uh, prayer is offered as soon as the sun sets, and the last prayer of the day is offered in the night. So these are the five daily prayers that Muslims around the globe, uh, based on their own sunrise and sunset, offer the prayers. And this prayer, this form of worship, includes several different positions, several different postures. And these postures basically uh, instill a sense of humility and humbleness into us, which brings about a spiritual change, which brings us eventually closer to Allah the Almighty. Uh, For those that might have seen some pictures or videos uh, on how Muslims pray. Uh, you know our uh, worship, our prayers include uh, tying our hands and standing uh, uh, you know in our prayers and in our mind in our understanding in our imagination we we feel we know that we are standing before God Almighty, and then we bow before God Almighty while you know uh, by putting our hands on our knees, we bow before God Almighty, and then there is also a position where we prostrate, we put our forehead to the ground, and that is considered the the lowest or the humblest of the positions and that's why um, you know many believers many muslims spend uh, so long minutes at once sometimes uh, praying to god almighty worshiping him uh, making different prayers supplications and whatnot and there are a couple other uh, positions as well that uh, basically uh, complete the muslim prayer and as i mentioned earlier that this is the form of prayer that Inculcates humbleness and humility into us and brings us closer to Allah the Almighty. This is the prayer that we have been taught as Muslims. It was done by Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings, so, blessings so. of Allah be upon him. But we also see that other prophets that came before him also worshipped in similar manner.
1: So, um, in essence, Muslims pray to God and not to any other uh, deity.
2: We don't. We do not worship anyone else beside God Almighty, the Creator of us all, um, the you know the supreme being, the one that created this universe and everything that exists.
1: Um, there is the difficulty that uh, sometimes we encounter um, in our day-to-day uh, outreach um, and also interactions with the general public. We come across some Christians who are of the view that muslims don't worship god however they worship allah can you rectify what that means when we call the name allah instead of what others know it to be god are we referring to the same person here uh,
2: yes absolutely i mean we when we say allah um we are referring to the supreme being we are referring to to god almighty you know, in in English, we use the term God. That's the language, and that's the term that we have been taught in our language, uh, in English language. That is God. So, God and Allah, the the words of the name are interchangeable, and there is no uh, issue with that as as far as Muslims are concerned. But to those who are not Muslims, I mean, uh, if if anyone is in this misunderstanding, that Muslims worship some other God. No, we worship the same God, the one that has created all of us. Regardless, uh, you know, may he be a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or some other faith, we all worship, uh, We, according to Muslims, we believe that we all worship the same God. And we have all been taught different names in our scriptures. And there is no issue, uh, there is no problem with the, by referring to God as any of those names. As a matter of fact, the word God, which in Jamaica here, because of our you know majority of the people speak English, the term God is used so often. Uh, in the in the Bible, in the Old Testament, this word has not even been used once in the actual language. Because this is an English word, right? This is not uh, part of the actual revealed text of uh, any uh, scripture, as a matter of fact, as far as we know. So uh, in the Bible, most commonly, the word that is used for God Almighty is uh, Elohim. Elo, Elo means God, and Elohim is as a sign of respect and this word has been used more than 2,500 times in the Old Testament. And there are, there are a few other words used as well. Similarly, in the Holy Quran, one of the names taught to us is Allah. But at the same time, there's more than 99 or 100 different attributes or names of God that have been mentioned in the Holy Quran. And there is a verse of the Holy Quran which says, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ Husna فَدْ that all the good names belong to Allah the Almighty. And you can call him by those names. So this is the uh, you know beautiful teaching given in Islam. That whatever uh, religion uh, we look at and whatever name of God it has, as a Muslim, I do not have a problem referring to God using that name because all the good names belong to Allah the Almighty.
1: You you made mention that in the Old Testament, the word God, as popularly used uh, in English-speaking countries or in English-speaking environment, does not exist. However, um, for a person who might not know the difference, when they take the Old Testament, since it is translated into English, they might see the word God. But then you are referring to the original Hebrew that the Old Testament was written to, and for that matter, Jesus Christ or no other prophet ever used the word God, referring to God, because they never spoke English. It was just quite recently that English language came into existence, by which the the name has been adopted as God. But then they used to call God differently. Some, um, like in the Bible, when uh, Jesus Christ was put on the cross, it is generally believed that he used to he cried to God. Eli, Eli, lama Bakhtan. and when he said Eli, Eli, he was referring to God, but then he never used the word G-O-D. Thank you um, very much, Imam Tariq Azim, for the wonderful explanation, and I believe that um, with our presence here in um, Jamaica, a lot of education has gone down, and unfortunately, um, when some of us came here new, this was a widespread, you know, um, if I should say, misunderstanding that people, pre- I mean, referred to Muslims as disbelievers in God because we refer to God, Allah. And it is only when you take them through explaining that God has several names depending on which language you are speaking. In If you go to Germany, they don't call God, God. They call him, I think, God. Um, in, in French, they call him Dio. So, Arabic as the mother of the language and also the m- language through which the Holy Quran and the religion of Islam was revealed, God is referred to as Allah, and it doesn't reduce anything from His Majesty. Imam Tariq, um, I have another another um, you know important um, observation, and uh, this is very common when some of us might have been invited to churches, and we have. Observed and seen the mode of worship among most Christians, if not, you know, I, I should say most of them. You explained that Muslims worship God and you described several forms of bowing down, standing, prostrating with our forehead, I mean, onto the ground. And again, you stress the fact that Muslims worship only God. When we, you know, are invited to some churches and we see even Christians worshipping, in most cases, the common name you hear is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus and hardly do you sometimes even hear God during prayers. And it gives the notion that instead of worshipping God, some people might be worshipping the servant of God who is the prophet that we see him to be. Jesus Christ may peace be unto him. Can you explain to us is Jesus supposed to be worshipped in the first place? Did he come for that purpose? If we consider what you have said in the Holy Quran, and I would prefer that you tackle this from the biblical point of view, did Jesus Christ come to be worshipped, as popularly seen in most you know, Christian denominations?
2: It, it, it is a very important question. That, uh, as a Muslim uh, believer, one who worships you know, one God alone, It pains me, it hurts me to see that how followers of another excellent noble prophet, prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, could be worshipping Jesus, peace be upon him. You know, and uh, when we look at the Bible, when we look at the teachings of Jesus, peace be upon him, when we look at the teachings of the prophets that came before Jesus, peace be upon him, we see that all of them taught that we should worship one God alone. One God alone. Jesus Himself worshipped One God, Jesus did never in His life say that worship me. Never said that worship another man. And we, we, there's, there's countless references to that in the Bible. And yet it is sad to see that some of our, uh, you know, uh, Christian brothers and sisters, uh, they end up worshiping Jesus, peace be upon Him, or they start directing their prayers towards Jesus instead of God Almighty, the One that is Creator of us all. I mean, I have several references in front of me uh, from, from, the, from the Bible. Perhaps I might not be able to go through all of them because of shortage of time, but I will try and these uh, very clearly, uh, you know, explain that who should be worshipped. It is not Jesus, peace be upon him. It is God Almighty, the creator of us all. Uh, if anyone likes to follow along, uh, I'm going to mention the references as well.
1: Yeah, that would be very important, and, yeah.
2: In the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 10, verse 45, it is written that, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. This verse is, you know, a very clear indication. It is written that Son of Man, referring to Jesus, peace be upon him, did not come to be served, did not come to be worshipped. He came to serve. That is either God Almighty or mankind. Then another example, uh, when we look at Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 10. And this is, you know, that story which we know from the Bible uh, where the Satan tempted Jesus, peace be upon him, with the, with the riches of the world and whatnot. And there, in that same conversation, in that same incident, Jesus says to Satan, he says, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Wow. Well, this is
1: Matthew
2: 4.10. And uh, the Satan was saying that, you know, you should worship me. And he said, no, it's, it's written, it's, it is written that it is taught that worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. I mean, it is already very clear that you should be worshiping God. But at the, the emphasis is added with the word only. So any Muslim or Christian or any other Person that believes in Bible uh, has no reason to worship Jesus, peace be upon him, or any other prophet for that matter, because it, it, it is written as Jesus says, Jesus peace be upon him, that you know uh, worship serve him only. So this is another example. Um, then we look at the Old Testament as well. Uh, it says in Isaiah forty five twenty two. Says, turn to me and be saved all your ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other so here God Almighty is speaking uh, to mankind through prophet Isaiah and what is he saying he's saying that I am God and there is no other which means that he is the only one that is to be worshipped no other human or any other type of life any other type of creation uh, can have the status of god almighty god almighty alone is the god and nobody is to be worshipped except him and there, there is several more more examples and if you permit me yeah, i will mention just two two more examples very quickly um, you know in the new testament we have been taught um, the, uh, the lord's prayer such a beautiful prayer which Uh, we can use to enhance our spirituality to ask for our to you know for our needs to be fulfilled but if we read that prayer and we read what jesus peace be upon him tells the people before teaching them the prayer that who should be worshipped so i will start reading from the gospel of matthew Uh, this is chapter six verses six and onwards he says jesus says but you when you pray Enter into your room and you close your door, pray to your father which is in secret, and your father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the pagans do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knows what things you have need of, before you even ask him. After this manner, therefore you should pray. Our Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, For yours is the kingdom and and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now look at this. This is a beautiful prayer taught by Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, to his followers. Not once in that prayer does he say that worship me. Not once does he say that while you're saying while you're praying to the Father, the creator, you should pray pray to me. Yeah, you should that you include my name or anything like that and he says that it is god almighty that is seeing you at all those times when you're praying in secret he doesn't say that i am also seeing you in secret or anything like that because he was a prophet of god a human being a noble a, a, a very you know a pious prophet of god almighty as all prophets are so th- another this is another very clear example from the most uh, you know popular verses most well known verses and probably the most memorized verses from the Bible that, uh, you know, um, if we just look at these more closely, you realize that Jesus, peace be upon him, not once in his life taught mankind, taught his followers to worship, to worship anyone beside God Almighty. And, I mean, without going into the detail, when we look at the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 26, verses 36 and onward, when Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, goes to... Uh, you know, Gethsemane, and he's praying to God Almighty. At Gethsemane, each time he prays, he says, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. So you look at his humbleness, his humility. He's worshiping God Almighty. He's seeking help from Him. He's not saying that I have the power to do anything. So, it, you know, it, uh, it, sometimes confuses me that how could a person be praying to Jesus, peace be upon him, who himself did not have any power except when God Almighty heard his prayers and accepted his prayers. You know, he himself worshipped God Almighty. So naturally, it becomes essential, it becomes important that each one of us learns from the example of Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, and pray the way he did. He used to worship God Almighty alone and this is what he repeated throughout his life. And we ought to learn from him and worship God alone, not Jesus, peace be upon him. Because if we do that, we are going against the teachings of Jesus, peace be upon him. We are, uh, you know, cl- perhaps claiming to believe in Jesus, but at the same time, our belief is completely false because we are going against the very fundamental teaching that Jesus, peace be upon him, taught us—that is to worship one God alone.
1: In in Islam, association of partners with God is the greatest sin and um, islam discourages that practice actually in the holy quran god almighty Allah almighty has said that he can forgive all other sins but then the only thing that he will not forgive is that something is worshipped alongside with him or apart from him within the week i was you know transacting some business with somebody And I had to give the person some kind of money. So I was asking, this discussion came up. And I was asking that, um, just imagine after the transaction is succeeded. If I come and instead of giving your payment to you, I pass, I walk past you and I go to your son. Give this money to your son. Thank your son for giving me whatever, you know, I was purchasing from you. And I leave without showing the recognition that you are the person that I got whatever I got from. Now your son also does not see it fit to tell me that you did not buy from me but then gives to my mother. And your son accepts the you know, offer I'm giving. How are you going to see me and how are you going to see your son? And the person said that is going to be the highest of disrespect. That I discuss business with you and when you are to pay me, you walk past me, not that you did not see me, you walk past me and give the money to my son. And then I say this is how God will feel when we don't worship him and then we worship, as Christians would say, his son. It is something very important to be honest. Sometimes when it comes to certain you know level, we have to be, be be clear. Jesus Christ was human being. He used to sleep. If you go to Mark chapter 11 verse 12, he was hungry. If you go to John chapter 19 verse 3, he was beaten and he was crying. He was born in Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. He fell sleeping and he used to sleep in Matthew chapter 8. In John chapter 11 verse 35, the shortest verse in the Bible is, "And Jesus wept." All these are signs of weakness that human beings have, so attributing worship or directing our worship to a human being instead of the Almighty God who does not sleep, who does not go hungry, who it can who cannot be beaten, it is very you know serious in Islam, and also you know as we know that the world has advanced so much so that um you can be here today and be talking to somebody in China. Whilst you were here speaking during the daytime, the person in China may be sleeping. So just imagine if in the olden days, people as far as of China were praying to Jesus Christ while he was sleeping in Jerusalem. How could that prayer be accepted or to be, be heard? So it is very important that you took us through some of these, you know, incidents. And, and the um,
2: verses the verses you have quoted they very clearly point out to the fact that Jesus was a human being and he had all the needs that a human has and therefore uh, you know you cannot one should not refer to him as god but i like the example that you have given of the father and the son that how the father would be offended that you have approached the son and disrespected the father in 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 your transaction you know that you're referring to yeah And in that case, if the son has any respect uh, towards his father, he would be heard that why are you approaching me while you should be approaching my father that that you owe this money to or whatever, you know, that you owe to So in that, similar is the case here. Jesus, peace be upon him, he, uh, you know, throughout his life taught that uh, we all should worship God Almighty alone, no one else, no one else. And yet when, if he were to see that this is what the people are doing today, that they're worshiping him, he wouldn't be happy. He would be, uh, you know, uh, upset or feel sad that how can this service be directed towards me? Yet I spent all my life teaching, uh, you know, my followers that your worship, your service should be directed to God Almighty alone.
1: And here also, I think, I mean, there are several verses and sometimes people would ask that uh, you guys are Muslims. How come you, you know, read the Bible that much and you have such information that we, even Christians, might not have? Uh, In Exodus chapter 20, verse, you know, 3 to 5, God clearly says that he is jealous, God, and, you know, there's no co-equal, there's none like unto him. And Jesus Christ himself as you said has also clearly stated that you no know, god is greater than him in John chapter 14 verse 28. And I think one more thing that I have to also add is Luke chapter 18 verse 18 when Jesus Christ refused to be called good when somebody approached him and said, "Good master, how can I, you know, have eternal life?" He said, "No, no, there's not there's no good except God." So if he refused to accept that he should be referred to as good, how much more would he have accepted to be called God or to be worshipped?
2: Sometimes it is mentioned that uh, Jesus said this out of humbleness, out of humility. And yes, Jesus said this out of humility, but at the same time, it should be kept in mind that God Almighty is not humble. God Almighty is all-powerful. As humans, we accept our humility, we accept our humbleness. Jesus, peace be upon him, similarly, like all humans, was a, uh, you know, he accepted his humility. He accepted his weakness and humbleness. And that's why he referred always to God Almighty as being the good and, you know, himself not accepting that, don't call me good, and as, as we see in that reference. So it, that humility behoves or makes sense for, for a human. For God Almighty, because he is all powerful, no humility, uh, uh, you know, suits or behoves. Any God, or as in our belief, only one God, no humility is suited to God Almighty.
1: Thank you very much, Imam Tariq. And um, I have one question for you regarding prophets. As Muslims, we see Jesus Christ may peace be upon him as one of the, you know, righteous and most noble prophets. We don't see him as literal son of God or God. Equally, we don't see the prophet Muhammad as literal son of God or God. We don't see actually any prophet as, you know, equal to God and we don't worship any prophet. The question I have for you to educate listeners on is what, you know, role do prophets play in religion if they are not meant to be worshipped?
2: You see that the prophets are the first recipients of revelation from God Almighty. They receive revelation, they put that into practice, and while doing that they go out and teach the uh, teach the mankind teach the people so this is what their status is because of their nobility because of their uh, you know uh, pious nature God Almighty chooses them from among mankind and then he reveals to them because he sees that whatever I command them, they will follow because their nature, their lifestyle is testimony to, you know, uh, gives testimony to that. So basically uh, we believe that since prophets are the first recipient of the revelation, they put that revelation, they put that revelation that they receive from God into action, into practice, and they become role models, uh, in how to worship God almighty. For example, in the time of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, people, again, you know, had forgotten or people did not know how to worship God Almighty. The real, the truest way. So Prophet, peace be upon him, Allah the Almighty taught us through him that how we should worship. Similarly, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, people were forgetting or forgetting the essence of prayer during his time, you know. Even though it was taught in the scriptures before, people were forgetting So what happened, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, taught those people how to worship God Almighty, how to worship uh, God Almighty in the real form, in the true form. And same applies to other prophets as well. So they, the prophets themselves, never come uh, asking that one should worship them, no. Rather they come, they teach us that how God should be worshiped. Whatever teachings they receive, they put it into action and they become role models for mankind And uh, never, ever, any prophet in the history of mankind has said that you should worship me.
1: So, in that case, prophets, as you said, are the first, you know, recipients of the revelation and they act as demonstrators. They demonstrate whatever teachings they have received and, you know, practice it. Showing us that because they are human beings and they are able to practice it, we can also equally practice it So if God wanted, he could have sent his messages to us through the angels alone But then how are we going to learn from the angels the way to worship, the way to, you know, be humble and all other things When the angels are, you know, in their forms of spirit So the prophets are like the teachers who receive the message from God to the angels And then they practice it for us to also learn from them, but then we are not supposed to worship them. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq. We don't have much time, but then I want you to look at some other important aspects of this, you know, topic we are discussing today. In your earlier answer to the question as to how Muslims do worship, you stated some key factors, bowing down, prostrating and several other Acts that Muslims practice, which constitute worship. A person who is listening to us and has no idea about Islam and is a Christian is asking that what business do they have about the way Muslims worship? Can you get some references from the Bible giving us similar instances, similar acts of worship that were practiced by the prophets before us? which are in line with the way Muslims worship.
2: Yes, absolutely. Actually, you know, when we look at religions, not just Islam or Christianity, even other religions around the globe, we find many similarities uh, in the way they are taught to worship in their scriptures. The followers of those religions today might not be worshipping in that manner, but we do find references in their scriptures that indicate that the way Muslims worship today similar uh, practices were taught to them as well in the beginning i had mentioned uh, that how muslims uh, worship god almighty they stand they bow they prostrate um if, if you if you have if you if you have not seen how muslims worship i encourage you to go online go on internet and search how muslims pray and then these references that i will present from the bible from prophet jesus peace be upon him prophet david and other prophets you will see that they also have taught to worship in the very same manner that Muslims worship today. It is unfortunate that a lot of these practices are not common among Christians. I wouldn't say that no Christian follows them. There are many, but among Christians generally, these uh, practices that are similar to the uh, forms of worship that we practice in Islam, uh, they're not very common among Christians anymore, even though uh, they are mentioned in the Bible. Firstly, uh, I will just present the Lord's Prayer again, uh, or the verses before the Lord's Prayer. This is from Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 10. And Jesus, peace be upon him, says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, They have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then he teaches them uh, the Lord's Prayer. Jesus, peace be upon him.
1: So if, if, this kind of, if this kind of teaching were to be practiced, we wouldn't be you know, seeing and hearing the noise making, which is characterized by most of the services that you know, we, 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 we come across around us.
2: Exactly. I mean, worship is usually a very quiet and uh, peaceful and serene kind of environment and, uh, so that you can connect with God Almighty at individual level, at personal level. Uh, another example I would like to present here is from Psalm chapter 95, verses six to seven. Here it says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. And now look at this. These are the exact two positions that i mentioned uh, that are mentioned in this verse are the same two positions that are um, you know, practiced in Islamic prayer as well. What is said here, it said, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And when, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if you go online and just take a look at how Muslims worship, what G- Prophet David is teaching us here is exactly that form of worship that Muslims practice. There is another example. We look at Isaiah chapter 24, verse 15. It is stated, Therefore in the East give glory to the Lord. Exalt the name of the Lord, the God of Israel in the islands of the sea. So here again, I mean, uh, just like in Islam, all our prayers begin by uh, you know uh, stating allahu akbar that god is the greatest and similar teaching is given here uh, in isaiah chapter 24 verse 15 and again no mention of worship of jesus or any other prophet, uh, human being or any other prophet of god almighty then we look at uh, genesis chapter 17 verse 17. it is mentioned that abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, will a son be born to man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? So again, I mean, uh, it is a very interesting verse, but the first part, Abraham fell face down and he is praying to God Almighty here, uh, ex- you know, expressing his surprise, expressing his great, you know, gratefulness to God Almighty. And joy.
1: Here.
2: And joy. And how is he doing it? He fell face down, just like Muslims prostrate to God Almighty in their prayer. They put their forehead on the ground, um, you know, in, in, uh, before God Almighty in a way. Uh, then we look at the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 36 to 40. Here, Jesus, peace be upon him, uh, Jesus, peace be upon him, is at the, you know, place called Gethsemane, and he's praying to God Almighty. I referred to these verses earlier as well. Just look at the way, he is praying. Let me, let me read this uh, passage here because I have some time. So um, it would be interesting to see how Jesus, peace be upon him, used to worship. It is mentioned that then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. I mean, it, this, I will stop here, but this incident happens three times that he prays uh, three times each time going down, uh, you know, in prostration, putting his forehead, putting his face to the ground and praying to God Almighty. You know, wow. this is the most humblest form of prayer when we put ourselves before God Almighty and we pray, uh, you know, uh, by, by putting our forehead uh, to the ground because it shows humbleness, it shows humility that we, uh, we, we ourselves hold ourselves to be, uh, you know, not nothing,
1: nothing before nothing. God before
2: god almighty
1: i think i i should also explain the the um the significance of i mean praying with our forehead our face to the ground the the ground is something that is um seen as the most uh you see the lowest of everything and the human face the face co- covers almost most of the essential features that define a person um, the face has the eyes, the nose, the mouth, and all the features that, at least without a face, is very difficult to identify a person. So when you are praying and you are putting your forehead, your face to the ground before God, you are telling God that before him you are nothing, your honor, your majesty, whatever you hold here on earth is nothing, and you are ready to subdue all your, uh, your, your, you know, pride ego and everything before him and then you know seek his help and this is what exactly you are saying jesus christ did in matthew chapter 26 verse 36 to 40 is that right
2: absolutely and this is exactly the same uh or i should say that this posture or this position is included in islamic prayer and we pray like this on a daily basis multiple times a day Because all these practices that, you know, as Muslims practice, these were the same practices taught to earlier prophets as well. And that's exactly what they taught their followers too. But over the period of time, uh, many, uh, most religions stopped practicing these teachings. uh, Yet in Islam, we still uh, pray the same way as we were taught by Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And we can see very similar to what Jesus, peace be upon him, taught us as well.
1: You have more to add or um, we can if, go If to... time permits, I will yeah. add
2: one more yeah. example here. This okay. is from uh, the book of Nehemiah and this is chapter 8, verse 5. Uh, it is written that Ezra opened the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, And all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen. Amen. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. This is another example here. Chapter 8, verse 5, how the people were taught to be worshipped. This is not just the prophet in this case. Even the followers were worshipping that they put their, you know, they bowed down and they put their faces to the ground just like muslims worship today so again uh, if someone uh, is not aware how muslims pray i encourage you to go online and search how muslims pray or send us a message at two eight three nine five three three. we will be more than happy to uh, you know send you a picture or some video that explains how muslims pray it is exactly the same way as we have been taught in in the old and the new testaments as well you know it's very similar to that and that's how Prophet Jesus, peace be born and worshipped as well, and many other prophets for that matter.
1: I think the, the last reference you gave, you know, sums up everything you have said under um, the worship. And, um, you know, it is quite uh, imperative to um, link this to the way Muslims worship um, by referring to Ezra. And to give a little bit of explanation, you know, about this verse, It is reported as from the verse you read, um, Nehemiah chapter 8, starting from even verse 1, it is reported that after the the death of Prophet Moses, the children of Israel had become so divided as to how to worship. So they were contemplating each group, I mean, trying to find the best way to worship after some time had passed. But Ezra, who was the, the scribe, the chief scribe i mean on the side of moses or basically he used to record the 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 narratives so they went to him and wanted to inquire from him as to how moses in the law used to worship from i mean how god had commanded and from the verse number one of chapter eight of Nehemiah. It says, and all the people gathered themselves together as one man in the street that was before the water gate. And they spoke unto Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And um, so he came with a book. And that is where you said that he opened the book and he read to them. But then there are some imperative things that I think um, we should mention they said that Ezra was they had prepared some wooden I mean uh, structure for Ezra the chief scribe to stand on it so that the other people might see him and he was in the middle on his right hand there were about five people if you read from verse number 4 of chapter 8 and then on his left also there were some other people about five people who were also on his left so Ezra was in the middle There were some people, five or six on his right, another five or six on his left. And this is exactly the way Muslims pray. When the imam stands in the middle, there are some people on his right, there are some people on his left. And the imam, you know, recites some phrases. Allahu Akbar, that is God is greatest, God is greatest. Exactly what Ezra did. And he opened the book and by lifting up his hand all the people lift i mean they they bow down prostrated and worship the lord so with this i think if a person wants to follow the right guidance god gave to the prophets particularly concerning worship they can find it in the bible and all is not um, lost so they should not actually accuse Muslims for worshipping in a fashion that they are not used to, all these things are also in the holy Bible. This might be the last you know um, question I would ask you since time is not on our side. If somebody you know says that um does it matter if they worship Jesus instead of God, what simple answer will you give to such a person
2: um, it, it does matter a lot because it see we all follow the religion that we are taught we all follow the teachings of a prophet we don't just make up our own teachings and do what we like if jesus peace be upon him said that worship me then it would have been a different story but he never said that so if you are if you know if one is worshiping jesus then uh, he's being disobeyed and then there is no point of having any association or saying that i follow jesus because if you were to follow jesus you would not worship him right as as he never uh, as he always said in his life, that worship God Almighty. But um, as, as you asked, that, does it matter? Uh, you presented this verse earlier in our discussion. This is from Exodus uh, chapter 20, verses 3 to 5. It is written that, you shall have no other gods before me. God is announcing, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below, you shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Mm-hmm. A God Almighty in the yeah. Bible is announcing that I am a the Lord jealous your God. God, am a jealous God, meaning I do not take it lightly uh, that someone else is worshipped in my place. I I am your creator. God says, I am your creator. I am the one who provides everything. Then how can it make sense that you go and worship anyone else? So, uh, you know, you asked the question that does it matter? It does matter very seriously because if, uh, if we expect, if we hope to be rewarded for the worship and the services we we do, then as we all do, then we must, you know, worship uh, whom we have been taught to worship. That is God Almighty. When I say taught, taught by the prophets in this case prophet jesus peace be upon him
1: thank you very much and also um i mean stressing my last comments on that same verse exodus chapter 20 verse 3 to 5 uh you know focusing on where god says i am jealous god i want to i want to bring it to our day to day you know experiences a man and his wife as a person wouldn't want you know another man Um, stand with his wife, you know, discussing something in privacy that he is not privy to. Um, The way sometimes people, you know, feel so enraged that people even go to the extent of committing, you know, murder and other things on such, you know, instances. God is saying he's jealous and he does not forgive that anything be worshipped, you know, besides him. And the Holy Quran sums up, I mean, sums up this by Uh, telling us in chapter number 5 verse 117 that on the day of judgment God is going to ask Jesus Christ may peace be upon him that did you tell mankind to worship you and your mother as two gods besides me and Jesus Christ would deny it flatly that I did not tell them to worship me however I told them to worship you God who is my God and also their God and so long as I lived and I remained with them i am witness that they did exactly what i told them but since you caused me to die i have no idea what happened to them so if you punish them punish them if you forgive them then it is up to you god to forgive them and here is where we draw the curtains on today's program and i might say a very big thank you to my listeners and also imam Tariq azim who joined us to discuss as to who Man is to worship God or Jesus. And if you just joined us and you need more information, you can contact us by WhatsApp, and the number is 876 283 Until we come your way next time with another interesting episode from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, it is love for all and hatred for none. And Assalamu alaikum.
0: Salli ala raheemina Salli ala muhammadin Salli Kasha Fadduja Be Jamalih Balagalula Be Kamalih be Jamali Salam.